0: People smoking cigars and telling stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cigar Stories Unwrapped. I'm former educator and tech guy Paul Hart. Who are we? What are we doing here? Well, we're a storytelling podcast. We're also on the YouTube side of things. So what, we, what is that, a vlog, a webcast? But yeah, that's us too. Here we use our brothers and our sisters, the Leaf cigar communities, to tell stories. Not about cigars all the time, but connected to cigars and have some adventures. We want to perpetuate that bond that people have found in cigar communities. A bond that, well, we kind of desperately need these days. It's a togetherness for all of us. Cigar Stories Unwrapped with Paul Hart. Episode, Imprinting. Good man, great cigar. Cigar. This episode actually came first in the sequence of things when this started to come together maybe four months ago, but I wanted to run it third. This is our third episode. Why? Well, uh, this, what you're going to see and listen to today, this began a friendship with the owner, Asaf, of the Robusto Cigar Bar in Key West, Florida. And I guess for Asaf, it all began when he listened to my original podcast, still running Life's Learning Curve. He had heard an episode about how my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, and how he had a great cigar every now and then, and I remember that from my childhood, and how I carried that experience forward into my adult life. So, for today, I want to mix my first connection late last year with... The Robusto Cigar Bar in Key West and the Life's Learning Curve episode called Irreplaceable. If you go back up in the Life's Learning Curve episode list, you'll find Irreplaceable involving my grandpa and his cigars. And show how that synthesis actually connected me with the Key West business. Finally, I met the man, the man who sent me a bundle of great cigars just for that episode on Life's Learning Curve. name's Asaf. Now, four months later, I would be doing episode one of the new podcast Inside His Business in Key West, surrounded by eager cigar fans and local people. That's fun in Key West. That's a whole lot of backstory. Let's get going. Relaxing with a Robusto Bar Cigar. Paul here, Life's Learning Curve Podcast, Six Cinema. Hey, today, really quickly, I want to stop and take some time to talk about this cigar. My grandpa came home from World War I, smoking not only cigars, but a pipe, and he smoked cigarettes, and many years later, when I was a toddler, just a toddler, I would crawl up into his lap where it was warm, and it was safe, and it was full of love. And I would smell the aroma of the cigar, whether he was smoking it or not, as well as Beeman's gum and aqua velvet aftershave. And that trio, that combination, was a warm and nurturing for me. So even to this day, if I walk by somebody on vacation and they, I smell their cigar, I'll say, hey, that's a good smelling cigar. It gives me that nice warm feeling. More info on Paul's Grandpa. My grandpa and my grandma were church-strong and community-minded people. Grandpa was a really properly groomed man of that era, of that time, and the time frame I'm talking about when I knew him was in the late 1960s, early 70s. How do you do? When I was just old enough to walk, Grandpa, when he would come over to our house, would nonsensically call out, made up phrases. He'd yell Pintai Po. high Po. And for some reason that was the cue and I would run searching the house for my grandpa. I would run to him. I would jump in his arms. I remember his aftershave. It was Menon's skin bracer in the green bottle. Along with Beeman's gum. My grandpa always was chewing gum. And an aromatic cigar. Although Going at the same time. And they all synthesized together to create Grandpa's composite aroma. Mmm. So I guess it was not by accident that as an adult I used Menon's Skin Bracer in the green bottle. I chewed Beeman's gum wherever I could find it. It was hard to find by that time. And even though I was a non-smoker, I would smoke an aromatic cigar once a year. It was kind of like bringing the man back or at least bringing the feelings back and a lot of good memories of when I was with him at a much younger age. Work ethic. I was a quiet, shy youngster. I was told. True. I would agree with that. My grandpa was confident, somewhat quiet himself. He was honest as the day is long, smart, resourceful. When the going got tough... It seemed to always be my grandpa who worked exceedingly hard to solve problems. As a matter of fact, Grandpa had this framed plaque down in his basement workbench area that read, You must do the job no matter what, who or where the situation. Whether you want to do the job or not is not important. The work must get done. It must be done. Don't think I didn't memorize that. I looked at it every time I was in the basement and I thought to myself, if Grandpa hung this on his workbench, it had to be meaningful because he was not a guy who had plaques everywhere. The importance of being a good man. A very common phrase that he used to say to me was, "See that gentleman, Polly?" He's a good man. A good man. It's important to grow up to be a good man in life. Now, as a matter of fact, Grandpa used to call me his good man. You know, three, four-year-old me would be up in his lap and he'd say, You're my good man, my best man, and my dandy man. Imprinting. People that know me today, in current day, can tell you that I use my grandpa's phrase often when it rings true. I can tell my own son, Riley, see that guy over there? He's a good man. You can trust him. That's important to know. Cigars, a surprise from the Robusto Bar. Well, actually, four days ago, I get this package in the mail. Because my address is on my podcast website and apparently there's a company out of the Keys that heard my podcast and it's called the Robusto bar or just Robusto out of Key West Florida and the owner there sent me a bundle of cigars and he sent me a shirt which I'd be wearing right now but uh, it's it's January in the Midwest and a t-shirt's just not very smart he also sent me a few hats as well. So this guy apparently set out and had his growers, his growers, you want to create apparently a specialized cigar and this is it. And he sent it to me. So I'm one of the first ones to get one of these things. It's, it's called Last Flight Out. Those three words have great imagery to me already. Last Flight Out, Indiana Jones. Uh, adventure, fun, Uh, it's your last chance, make the best out of it, and now it's in a cigar. So when the bundle came, I smoked one, I smoked a stick, and my first reaction was, I went right to my computer, and I, I knew I'd found the perfect gift for a couple of my friends out west that are cigar smokers. I ordered a couple of bundles. I went into my office, And I listen to a lot of experts who have this great cigar smoker's palate. You know, they'll say, I I taste espresso in this regular cigar. It's not unflavored pepper, cedar, leather, you know, whatever. They're tasting a lot of things I've never tasted in a cigar. But when I first let this last flight out, let me tell you what I got from it. uh... this is what it tasted like to me it tasted like a little bit of a campfire it tasted, and of course you don't taste a campfire, you smell it, but it had that kind of cool campfire smell as well as for some reason the smell made me remember uh, a cookout I was at recently and it had that seasoned cut of beef sizzling with pepper seasoning so oh you know, wow that's that was a lot for me in a cigar. Before this, it was just a cigar. So I love my first time with this. If you know me, you know I don't give out cigar ratings very easily. You know, I don't have that palette. You know, my palate just says good or bad. So when I smoke this, do I get coffee or Cedar Espresso or leather? I'd love to get leather. No. But what I do get from a cigar is tasty or it's not tasty. So, a good cigar is a good cigar. So for me, here's what I do. I look forward to relaxing with the cigar when I get the chance, slowing down, taking a good look around, taking a good look at myself and life, thinking a little bit. And well, this cigar, uh, it takes me there. So what do we have? It's called the Last Light Out Cigar. It's got that rounded edge. It's about uh, just about 7 inches by 44, and it's uh, rolled in the Dominican Republic. So in closing here, I just want to say when you smoke, if you do smoke a cigar, smoke it slow, enjoy it. I want you to relax, and I want you to think a little bit about life. So here's to you. You can find a link in the notes below. life's magic. One day you're sharing a story about your grandpa loving cigars on a podcast, and the next day you're being sent cigars and t-shirts. And then you're shooting a show a few months later right from the Key West location. Now this kind of good fortune doesn't always happen to me, but as a composite, you put it all together piece by piece, it created a friendship and a new love for a great cigar. And best of all, My own new stories Not me telling stories From ten years ago Or a week ago New story for today For this new Cigar-centered podcast For Cigar Stories Unwrapped I'm Paul Hart Produced by Soft and Paul Audio Charlie Verlaire. Announcer, Willard Jordan. Thanks to Robusto Cigar Bar in Key West, Florida for the inspiration. Find us on YouTube and Spotify. Search Cigar Stories Unwrapped. Speaking for Cigar Stories Unwrapped, I'm Willard Jordan.